Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to Shockers and Cuss Words, a podcast that dives into self-improvement, completing goals, and overcoming modern-day obstacles. I am your host, Catherine, and together we will address our fears, establish self-awareness, and complete self-growth through honesty and reflection. Remember to please like and share this podcast. Thank you. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Chakras and Cuss Words. And today I have my special, special guest, Tracy Osborne, would you like to introduce yourself, Tracy, and tell the listeners a little about you? Yes, and thank you for having me, Catherine. Um, I'm Tracy Osborne, and I am an inner bitch coach, and I help guide conscious women achievers to tame their inner bitch and to self-regulate so that they have power over their life. I am freaking juiced about this because I feel like my inner bitch needs to be tamed so much. Like that bitch needs to shut up and sit down sometimes. Can you please? Yes, she does. Like sometimes she's just on 10 and I'm like, honey, bring it down, bring it down. How did you like, how did you come up with this concept of inner bitch or how did you like, how did this all come about? Like just one day you like woke up and was like, that's my inner bitch and I need to calm her down. Like, how did this happen? I need to know. I need to know. Yes. Um, thanks for asking. So over um, 20 years ago, I had just graduated from um, college and I had it all right. Like my parents gave me yeah. that that American dream where I didn't have no okay. college debt. They gave me a brand new car. They gave me a house, a brownstone. And I was at the wow. darkest space really? in my life because I felt like a failure because I had just got a degree in something that I knew I didn't want to do that. My mother chose that, right? Because it was around 2000 and it was that time when computers was like a thing and it was just going to be, you know, everybody was thinking it's going to, you're going to make a lot of money off the computers. Right. But I didn't like programming. I didn't like it at all. (laughs) (laughs) You're like, this isn't for me. Yeah. And I felt like I was like failing my parents, right? Like they, they went, they did their best and everything. And, and and I knew what I didn't want to do, but I didn't know what I wanted to do. And, um, I remember, you know, just being in my house and I was by myself and I would, I, I lied in bed for almost a month where I wasn't eating, um, I was curled up in my bed because I would like apply to jobs and nobody was hiring. And then they were just like, you need, um, you need experience. And I'm like, I'm mostly an experience, right? Like, yeah, <laughs> I need you to hire me. So I get some experience and, right. and, and then until one day I was like, wait a minute, like, my everybody around me is supporting me like nobody is is beating me down like my parents even when I graduated still gave me you know had I had their ATM card so it was like like what the heck is wrong with me 
Um, yeah. And, but I, I just didn't want the hand-me-down, right? Like, I, I think a, a part of that imposter syndrome where it was just, like, given, it was handed to me. And it was given to me for free. And I just, like, I couldn't handle right. that. I wanted to be independent. I wanted to be on on my own. And, you, wanted to, you wanted to work for it. Right, right. Yeah. And um, so one day I got up and I looked myself in the mirror and I looked in the eye. And I was like, bitch, I'm tired of being bitched by you. <laughs> And look, I'm, bitch. <laughs> right. Look, you gonna have to look right now. You're gonna have to look, look, look. Right. Right. Yeah. I and I was like, you know what? I'm gonna figure out. I'm gonna understand the mind. I'm gonna understand the thoughts. I'm gonna understand everything about you. And then right. I'm gonna share it with the world. And that's what I did. Because and I realized when I named her, I couldn't name her Sue, Beth, Ann, or any of those names because it was too, it was too easy, it was too gentle. Bitch yeah. aligned with everything that she did. <laughs> right. Right. Oh my goodness. So how did how how did you let her like did you have to let her out or did you have to calm her down in the beginning? More I had to um learn how to calm her down. See, in the beginning, I uh-huh. um I just listened, right? And I observed on what she was saying and didn't attach to what she was saying and then dig deep on why did I, why, why, where's that come from? Because again, the inner bitch is, is just a compilation of, of, of your, of your file, file of things that you were given, file of things that you held on to and you believe to be true. So she is just validating what I was believing, right? Right. Like, and I had to dig deep, like, why do I believe this? Like, where does this come from? Is this even my belief? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then you've, and then you've like have formulated this into a program to help other people, like to help other women. So what women come to you and say, like, Tracy, I need to get either in tuned with my inner bitch or I need to find my inner bitch. Cause there's some women who are so sweet and so nice that almost like, you know, even the word bitch upsets them. Do you know what I mean? Like, you know what I mean? Like some people get really offended by, you know, the word bitch, you know, and um, I honestly don't get offended. You know what I mean? Like if it's like me and my friends and somebody's like, you're a bitch, but like, I always say like the wrong person calls you bitch. We fighting, you know what I mean? But like, you know, but it's like, for the most part, I think it could be a very empowering word, you know? So who are the women who come to you the most is it women who are trying to find their inner bitch or women who are trying to settle their their inner bitch down well first of all like you said one for one it's people who are comfortable with the word bitch right because if you're right. not, you're not my clientele right like i yeah. eliminate yeah. people right away <laughs> like right because i want you to be a badass and if you can't even curse then then you know you're sorry it's not for me right now right like you have yeah. a lot more issues going on and um yeah and for me, um, they already know that they have a bitch. They're just like, can you shut this thing up? Like, I'm tired. It talks too much. <laughs> right. Shut her down. Shut her down. Yeah. <laughs> I like how you said it automatically. You're not for me. You're not my, you're not my people. You're not somebody that I can help because I need somebody who's going to be able to get that little, okay, this is what it is. This is, you know, this is my inner bitch. So that's, that's amazing because some people are so focused on getting clients 
or getting uh, customers that they don't really necessarily see like who are the right ones versus who are not the right ones. Who can you help versus who you can't help and who is right for you, you know? So that's amazing that you address that. Yeah. Cause I used to have that problem where, um, when I okay. wanted to get in business, I was just like, I can help everybody do all the things and do this. And yeah. this, it's this and it's that. And every time I grow, cause I elevate and I grow so much, then it seems like it turns into something else. But for me, it has always been the foundation of this inner bitch. Even as much as I try to derail away from it, it comes right back right. to this. So I was right. like, okay, I was born to do this. And it was interesting because I even had what you want to call two things, a near-death experience or like an inner body awakening. Um, oh, wow. Yeah. Do you want to share about that? That sounds yeah. pretty. That's shot. Oh, that's okay. Well, so, tell, <laughs> so tell me about that. It was... It was two separate events or it was one it happened event? At this, it happened simultaneously. Oh, wow. Yes. So what, what happened was about five years ago, um, okay. I, I was um, like in the hospital uh, with bilateral pneumonia on all lobes. I think it's a big pneumonia. Yes. <laughs> and... Um, you know, I, I was in there. I had, I didn't even realize it. I had friends like, cause I was a paramedic and they, they saw me and it was like shit. And they, they were, they were praying for me and yeah. all sort of things, but I was clueless. I was like, yeah. Hey, and even though I had like dyspnea, I was short of breath. Every one or two words, you know? And, um, yeah. I, I, I was just, because I wasn't aware of it. And that's the thing with the inner bitch. Like, because I wasn't aware of what was going on, I thought everything was cool because my friends didn't didn't give a signal. They would leave the hospital. Yeah. And this is, I didn't find this out until later. So, okay. um, but in my head, my inner bitch was thinking worst case scenario. Oh my God, do I got cancer? Do I got this? Do I got that? And I'm just like, oh my goodness. So, right. um, you know, and it was moments throughout the pneumonia. And I stayed in the hospital for like five days. And it was moments throughout the pneumonia where I was just cough, cough, cough. And again, I didn't think nothing of it. Right. Yeah. I'm in the field. I know the symptoms, but because it's me, I'm just like, totally you're, you're right. Like, like people in the medical field are freaking horrible patients, dude. They're <laughs> just like, they don't want to accept it. Like, no, you're sick. Sit down, rest, relax. No, no, no. I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. Yeah. So you were in denial. You didn't want to accept that you, <laughs> you can breathe. You were sick. Yeah. Yeah. And, but it helped me and I'm gonna tell you why, because, okay. um, so I was in a hospital bed and I had a neighbor who was about 86 years old, older lady. And, right. and I was coughing. I was just going through these coughing spasms and I was just like, you know, just, just dealing with yeah. it. So then the lady was like, oh my God, I know what it's like to be short of breath. I'm so sorry. Like I can't help you, but I'm gonna call a nurse immediately I'm like oh my god she's a senior she knows she's talking about I'm dying like and and (laughs) (laughs) these old ladies they don't be lying no (laughs) they know what's up right right like she's senior she knows yes so then they call it full red they bring in a crash cart and my body is starting to like go down because of my thought because of my thought like my blood pressure dropped um Uh you know, my, my respirations got shallow. And, but what was funny as that was happening, I separated from myself internally. Right. And I was aware of what was going on. And I saw it from the very beginning. I saw that it was my thought that gave a signal to my brain. So my thought is the master, right? What I thought that it was, this is impending doom. And my brain was like, all right, 
let's set up. We're about to die here. (laughs) (laughs) Party's over. (laughs) We're going down. (laughs) Right. Somebody look cute for the last photo. Right. Yes. Yeah. And 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 as that was happening, I separated from myself. I don't know if you want to call it a spiritual thing, whatever you want to call it. But I, in that space, I was just the observer. Like I was just the observer. I did not care if I was going to die or not. I was not dictated by emotions or thoughts, nothing. It was a powerful place to be in. I was just aware of what was going on. And to me, it feels like, you know how they say we are spiritual beings. um, Oh yeah. Have it right. So at that point, I I really understood what that meant to be a spiritual being, like using a body just to experience life. Yeah. And, um, you know, after that, like, I, I remember the nurse attendant was like, oh, my God, girl, your hair is nappy. And then she switched my, my <laughs> thoughts. And I, I right. thought, I, I, and it brought me back. And I was just like, wow, we are so mastered by our thoughts. And then the doctor came yeah. later. And he was just like, oh, my God, like, um, it was an emergency. How are you? And at that time, I was in, like, this trance. Like, because I yeah. it was, like, a transful state. And I, was, I looked at him. And I was like, huh? Like, <laughs> yeah. he was like, okay, you're... I guess you're fine in here. <laughs> yeah. So did you have like that outer body experience? Like, did you feel like you were down looking upon everything that was going on? Or did you just feel like you were observing? I was like, inner. That's why I call it inner. I never left my body. I was in my okay. body observing, being with myself, being with that girl, Tracy, right, who, right, right. who was crashing, right? Being right. with her, but at yeah. the same time, not attached. Oh, that's crazy. Right? Yeah. So, from that, I was like, oh, heck, I got to teach this. Oh, heck. Right. Like, like I stayed alive. No, I, I, I need to teach this now. Because before, I was just really learning about the inner bitch, like, for myself right. and telling it to friends or whatever. I didn't think right. nothing of it. But then when I understood thoughts and emotions on that next level, because it was like my brain sent out the emotions, right? Right. And it, and it, it you know, everything started to, like, go in, right. into structure. And I was just yeah. like, holy, I was just amazed. I was amazed. Right. <laughs> That's like sometimes, yeah, I mean, you know, you are a paramedic and sometimes people who are like so anxious and they just can't calm down. And it's like, honey, you are working yourself up way too much. Like you need to breathe into this bag and slow your breathing down because you're telling your, you're giving out all these thoughts. Like I'm going to die. I'm this, I'm that. I'm the, you're giving yourself hyperventilation where you are going to pass out, like slow down, you know, don't, you know let's try to control these thoughts, you know, but it's definitely hard when you're in that moment, you know, of panic or anxiety to kind of get that, get that composure back. But yeah, that's intense. Wow. That's intense. So how did you start to structure this into a program? You decided like, now that I'm going to teach this to people, like, how did you start this? You were like, just after this all happened, did you automatically like go back to work as a paramedic when you recovered from the the pneumonia or did you say like, no, by then I was, I was already, um, retired I had left um being a paramedic because I had loved see you know we get into that field because we love helping others right but then I realized I'm like a lot of times it was too late right pronouncing too many people you know yeah yeah and and I'm like now I help you with the mind so preventative measures right oh definitely Um, yeah definitely um so for me 
right out the hospital or whatever. I wanted to enjoy life because I almost lost my life. I was like, yeah. no, 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 I'm living. I That's when I went into high-end stores with the revolving doors. And I was like, I am going in here. And when I tell you, when I went in there, I got addicted right away because I was just like, they want me in here. They want my money just like any other store, but they treat right. you so much better. You get the attention because it's not like... Right. hundreds of people and so because I live in the city so when you go to like regular Macy's or regular department stores like that yeah. you're not getting that attention because they're too busy but these people you get the attention right. and I like to say you know they they kiss my ass but like in a good way but I like yeah. this kiss ass because I want to buy something <laughs> right you're nurturing right. me <laughs> right it's like when you go into the high-end stores they're like oh yes you're my best friend you're here you're shopping I love you. You want a bottled water? <laughs> yeah, I do. You guys got bottled water? You guys got champagne back there? Yes. Yes. Or d'oeuvres? Yes. <laughs> yes, they know. They know how to make you feel happy, right? Because in all honesty, like when you go to those, I mean, I don't really, like I'm pretty frugal. I don't know why. I try, I try, you know, there's been a few times where uh, I've bought some high-end stuff but for the most part I'm pretty frugal um but when I did it was like I bought the I bought the bag but really I bought the experience you know like the experience was so greater than actually the purse you know like the experience was you know nice it was fun it was amazing like I felt so valued I felt so appreciated like you guys want my money no (laughs) Okay, take it, <laughs> you know, but yeah. You almost feel obligated to buy something because they make you feel so good. <laughs> right. Okay, here you go. <laughs> yeah, right. Like, just, just take my card. <laughs> yeah, those high-end stores can be, ooh, yeah, they can be dangerous. Yes, because they make you definitely feel like, okay, I mean, in, most, in, in all honesty, most of us deserve it to splurge on ourselves, you know, if we can to definitely do it, but it's, you know. It's the experience, not necessarily the item that I think people purchase, you know, but I totally love the inner bitch. So do people like, do do people, when you say like, I'm a, a coach, I help people find their inner bitch, get in tuned with their inner bitch. Are they like, what's like, what's that? Like, I would think automatically everybody's like inner bitch. Like, what's that? You know? It's funny because I don't help you find it. You already know it's there when you, when you come. To you already know. Okay. Yeah. So, so you already. So it's really about taming her and really turning her into your inner bestie, right? Because she has two sides. We live in right. a world of duality. She can be bitchy, okay. but she can also be right. a bestie, very supportive, you know, very right. in tuned, very, very caring for you. But so my thing is, but most of the time she's more bitchy. So it's to reverse that. Is to reverse it to make okay. her be more your inner bestie, where she can motivate you, and less okay. being the 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 inner bitch. And that's what I hope. Like switch that. How how do you get people to see that? Like to see, okay, now you're being bitchy because I know with me, I had to do like a lot of self awareness because there are times that I come home and I'm just like a super bitch. I'm just like, Ugh, I don't want to be home or, you know, I'm still like coming. Cause you know, you're a parent when you were a paramedic, you get that constant adrenaline and then you get that crash back down. And it's like the same in the emergency room. You get that constant adrenaline, then you get that crash back down. And so you're going up, down, up, down. So it's like, sometimes I come home and I'm just like exhausted. I'm like, fuck, you know, if I've been doing like, 
if it's been busy in the emergency room or we got, you know, whatever going on and you know, you're just like up, down, up, down. And then I get home and I'm like, bitch, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like on 10, but my thing is trying to tame it. Cause for the most part, I'm pretty like able to have it in check unless I'm like frustrated or unless I'm tired or exhausted. Like I already know what kind of leads me to that bitch where it's like not the good bitch, (laughs) you know, it's, it's the bad bitch who's like, don't care about nobody else, but herself, you know, like is like just about, you know, what's going on with me and I could be like, fuck everybody else, you know, but you know, I just need to be left alone or whatever. So I try to recognize that like when I get into those states, because I do and, um, and kind of prevent it. So how, how would you like, how would you tell women like how to recognize when you need to bring that bitch back to being your bestie? And it's what you said, right? The first thing is self-awareness because a lot of times we're unconscious to it. A lot of the women that I meet are unconscious, don't even realize it. That is their inner bitch that's causing them the most chaos, right? Because right. it's like, what gives you your experience is what you're thinking and what you're feeling and your, exp- and your perception of what's going on, right? Okay. And um, like you said, the first thing starts with awareness and then ob- observing like what you're thinking, like almost be like a um, a police investigator um, and, okay. and, and really just looking at the clues. From, and, and another good thing, um, like I said, it's not going to be 100 percent. We're all going to have our moments. Right. So right. Um, but what what one thing I've realized is, is that we are in a neutral state. Like right now, you're probably in a neutral state. And what I mean by that is, is that you're not overly happy and you're not overly sad. You're neutral. You're not, you know, there's no, because in order for you to feel emotions, right, it has to release endorphins, right? In order for you to feel happy or sad. Okay. Mm-hmm. So when the inner bitch is triggered, you will know because you will feel a, a different type of emotion, Right usually anger usually the anxiety and that's when 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 you need to be aware it's like up I am triggered okay and when I feel like this I know that my inner bitch is going to start to act up but then that's when you come and you nurture her you speak to her be like all right like you know whatever the situation is like say um like you said you come home you know you're you're bitchy and it's like okay what what are key elements like what makes me bitchy is it because of my long day and, and then checking on yourself. That's what self-care and being selfless is. It's like, right. I'm in this, and like you said, I'm in a space right now. I want to be alone. So be alone, right? Um, you know, like mm-hmm. I, I can't function, right? Or did I eat? You know, it's like the basic survival things. Did I drink water? You know, like, um, did I feed my mind with, with something well? Did something happen prior to this? Like start to reflect. What happened that got me into the state? Because a lot of times when you're triggered by something, it was something that that happened in the past, right? Um, in your day, mm-hmm. earlier on in your day that you're still agitated about. But this other yeah. no- annoyance, right? It could have been a patient that, that aggravated you. And now you kind of brought it home with you. But because you're seeing it as, um, you know, something in front of you, like uh, um, a partner, could have said something to you and triggered you off, but it wasn't really what your partner said. It, you're still just escalating from what happened earlier on in the day. And the main thing is like being aware of that. 
Yeah. Yeah, definitely. What, what would you say would be not, I guess I hate to use the word, I guess. Yeah. The consequences if a woman doesn't address her inner bitch, like how would this play out for somebody who maybe has an inner bitch, but has never really fully addressed it? What would you say the consequences could be in their, their life or, you know, the biggest thing is suffering. She will suffer Mm -hmm. at the end of the day. It's not anyone else that's going to suffer because like, say she's, she got mad at somebody or for doing something at work. That person is living on with their life, but because she's still replaying that scene, because that's, that's what our brain does. Right. It just goes, it, it, it just, it's like a monkey brain. Like, and a bitch is like a monkey. Like she keeps replaying the scene over and over again. And what it is, is you're reliving that scene and you are feeling the emotions. So it's the suffering. She will suffer. Like if she don't deal with the inner bitch, she will suffer. Yeah, definitely. I, I know the other day at work, I had, uh, oh man, I, we had one hell of a day and I had a coworker who, oh man, I don't want to get into too much, but you know, just a little, you know, he was a little like, you know, trying to, uh, you know, you didn't do this. You didn't do that. You know, kind of like trying to, you know, you know, kind of give, and I just automatically like, snapping me I'm gonna snap right back you know and I was just like okay I probably could have handled that a little bit better but at the time like when you try to like lecture me like I get it but I'm nobody's kid to be lectured do you know what I mean like if you if you got a problem you know come to me where is you're not trying to make me feel inferior or I did something wrong because I've been working my ass off you know what I mean so I think that was a problem that I had with the situation but you know it is what it is you know like we can't all point fingers when the whole emergency room is falling apart (laughs) of course and 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 you know what that's natural right like you you felt like you were being attacked and, when, right. and, and I, when someone comes to you like that, you automatically are going to want to defend yourself, right? Because it's not what right. you say, it's how you say it, right? And, right. Um, right. you know, for him to come at come at you like that, like I can understand, like in the moment, it's impulsive for you to be like, yeah, I got, you know, because think that's how our yeah. brain is structured. It's always no. there to protect, right? So if someone yeah. is attacking, attacking you, this is, this is um, when the amygdala you know, shines. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, okay, yeah. Time to defend myself. So. Right. Yeah. And I think that's, you know, and that's my biggest problem. Cause I'm just kind of like, I let people alone. I don't mess, you know, I don't get in your business. You know, I don't ask you this. I don't, you know, like people have left me stuff to do all the time. It is what it is. That's the field we're in. You might have to do some shit, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's like, you know, it, okay. But no, sometimes you just can't. You know, it's like, oh, lordy, low. It's not even at that point. It's him that needs to check his inner bitch and no no emotional intelligence, right? That's something that's not told. People do not know how to self-regulate. That was him flaring off of emotions. And it's like, no, like you said, like, be compassionate, be empathetic, be understanding. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You know, but, you know, what can you do sometimes? Yeah. I mean, definitely, you know, as a paramedic and in emergency medicine, it's, it was a a rough, rough, 
it's a rough field. Like, how did you know that you wanted to get out of it? Well, see, um, for me, I know this isn't really the topic of it or bitch, but I'd love to hear it because I do focus a lot about uh, emergency medicine on this podcast. And honestly, I didn't know you used to be a paramedic until you told me the other day. And I was like, what? I knew I liked her. (laughs) (laughs) I knew it. I knew we had like a connection to more than just like the Insta and the clubhouse and all that. I was like, I knew there was something else that resonated with, with me, with her. Like, so I was like, what? So tell me a little bit about that. How'd you like get, what happened? Like what made you decide to get out of it? It wasn't that I wanted to get out of it. Believe me, I I still loved it at the time. But what happened was I was pregnant with twins and being a paramedic, I worked for the private sector. So there was no light duty desk work type thing, right? There wasn't no other thing to do. So I remember I went to a call to a scene for a diabetic patient. Next thing you know, this guy came running out of the room, knocked, and I'm pregnant, knocked me and my partner down, like just just knocked us down out of nowhere. Right. You know, we had to call PD, get him handcuffed or whatever. Yeah. And, and, you know, he was hypoglycemic and, and, and I yeah. get it, right? Like it wasn't really his fault, right? Like yeah. he was deprived, but it was just like, I was like, whoa, like <laughs> right. I, I can't even know this is like a dangerous job. And with my twins, I was like high risk. Like I had cardiac problems already i was throwing well not even that i was throwing a lot of pvcs like you put me up on the monitor and stuff my friend was like you gotta go in the er like i was at work and i was like pale and um you know they put me on a monitor and i was just like oh okay yeah i think it's about time for me to uh stop here (laughs) right you're like what's going on (laughs) for people who don't know what pvcs are they're basically um when your heart kind of like beats a little different or is a little fast. So sometimes you'll hear it like, Oh, you're just having PVCs, but it's kind of like sometimes people feel palpations. So it's the premature ventricle rate of your heart. And it kind of does a little boop, boop. <laughs> it's a little pre premature ventricle contraction of your heart it does a little whoop, whoop. So that's, that's what PVCs are for people who are non-medical listeners to this podcast. <laughs> Cause I know sometimes they'd be like, what the hell is she talking about? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So definitely, def- I definitely, yeah. When it starts to mess with your health, it's like, okay, I gotta, I gotta think of something else, but you're doing it. Like you do yoga in the morning and you do kind of tell, what is a day in a life like with you? Like, tell us like, how do you start your day? How do you do your inner bitch work, your self coach work? Cause you're, you're like me, you're a very busy, busy, organized person who gets like all these strategies and all these things kind of like listed and done. So I, I see you as a mover like that, you know, like you're moving, you're doing this, you're doing that kind of like, tell me like, what would be a day like if I was like watching you on reality TV? Like, what is it like? Yeah. So thanks. That's a good question. Um, so for me, I, I balance being selfish, <laughs> put myself first, right? <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> so I have, I, and religiously, I have a three to four hour morning routine. Um, 
Wow. Yes. So as soon as I wake up in the morning, I make sure I do not look at my phone or look at social media, look at any emails or anything. I go straight into my meditation seven days a week, right? Because I have a natural alarm clock. Um, and I okay. automatically am waking up, even on the weekends, I'm like, oh my gosh, I don't feel like getting up this early, but I still yes. get um, but I, I meditate for an hour then. Wow. Yeah. And then, and, and the reason why I'm able to meditate like that, cause I, I, I took a meditation course where I, a training where I went to a facility and I meditated for 10 days and I was not able to speak. So doing an hour comes easy for me, right? That's, that's what yeah. most people did. Like I can't do 15 minutes and it's different because I threw myself into a situation where I was like meditating like all the time, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. So an hour became very easy for me. Um, and I do audio journaling. And what I mean by that, I don't write, like I speak into my phone, like how, how, um, you know, I just speak into my phone, which is almost like a podcast. Yes. I, I like a self, like a self audio podcast. Cause I always say like my podcast is like, I'm not a, bl- I don't write blogs, but if I did, it would be like this, <laughs> you know? So it's like an audio blog. Exactly. So, so it's like, oh, that's cool. it's like finding what works for you. And for me, audio journaling right. worked. And what I do specifically is I look at myself in the mirror when I'm doing the journaling. Right. And, oh, and, wow. and it's like, I'm having a conversation with an audience. <laughs> That's yeah. how I, and it's, also, it's, it's two tasks in one where I'm journaling and I'm practicing public speaking, right? So that's that's a little tip I'll throw in for you guys about, you know, if, if you're shy with the camera, start with yourself. Start yeah. talking to yourself. That's the hardest person to talk to. <laughs> oh, yeah, it is. <laughs> it is. It is. Yes, definitely. And then, and then, and then, and then after that, I go and I read a book, my favorite book, which is something about, you know, the inner critic or what I like to call the inner bitch. Um, and then uh-huh. I will study something because I'm also um, a, a day trader. So I, I study um, investing every day. Um, and then after that, I will do my morning walk for 30 minutes. Um, okay. And then I work out for 30 minutes and then I um, get my kids up. So. So you do all this before the kids are up. Yes. Yes. It's, that's what I said. I'm selfish. All about me. Because I wake up before them on purpose. So I don't have to hear them. I wake up like right. either four or five because I know nobody's calling me. I know I'm not going to be disturbed. And I know I can get right. the most done. Like I get a lot done by seven o'clock, right? Like I structure my day. I, I do the yeah. things that, um, you know, is the most important thing part of my day. I do that early. Get it out the way. Yeah, Definitely. Yeah, I think waking up early before everybody's up is like a major game changer. Like a lot of women don't realize like even just an hour or two, if you could just get up just a little bit earlier, like at least an hour or two before everybody else, especially women who have goals that are trying to complete their goals and they got like husband, kids. But if you can wake up a little bit early and structure your day where you know what you're getting done in those two hours, it's a major game changer. Like do it, (laughs) do it, ladies, you got to do it. And then you get up and then you, and then once the kids are up, then what do you guys do? You do your like, they got to get ready for school and stuff or. Yes. So now, it's it's remote well it's half it's um hybrid because my um, okay three of them three out of the four I have four boys three out of the four went to school one didn't go to school because his school is shut down because someone had COVID and I'm just like okay this uh, is this is a new okay. world 
Right, right. um, And you guys are in New York, too. Yes, I am in New York. So, um, yeah, so we haven't really went back to school fully yet. Um, Okay. So on days where my kids are online, I just make sure they get hooked up um, with their computer. And then their teacher really um, takes over. And then I just have scheduled clients or anything else that that I have to do, you know, throughout that day. Yeah. Nice. So tell us a little bit about you, like how people could find you. I know you're on Instagram, are you on Facebook and you are on Clubhouse. So give out all that information, any upcoming events you got, any way that people can reach out to you. Um, I'll probably publish this one in probably like uh, three weeks though so let them know how they can f- n- nothing too soon <laughs> no like no events tomorrow <laughs> but like you know how they can find you so they can find out your future events and stuff like that oh no thanks um so I am on I'm more of an Instagram I pulled away from Facebook especially now with Clubhouse so um, uh-huh. they can find me on Instagram at Tracy Osborne Speaks and that's Tracy with an I-E <laughs> Osborne okay. without the U, O-S-B-O-R-N-E speaks, or an easier Instagram tag would be nurtureher.club. Um, you know, those are both my pages. And then I'm also on Clubhouse at Tracy Osborne. And um, if you know anything about Clubhouse, I also have a club on the Clubhouse called nurtureher.club. And that's all about really getting women into the um, habit of putting themselves first, nurturing themselves first, their mind, body, and soul, and then nurturing everyone else. So it's a community of women who who really believes in that. Um, and I do have like a weekly show that I do do on Clubhouse where I have featured different um, topics with specialists in the field. And that happens every Monday at 3 p.m. Um and Eastern time. Eastern time. Yes. Let me, let me okay. be specific. I forget about all these time frames. <laughs> I know the time zones be messing people up. <laughs> oh my God, Lord. Yeah. And then um uh April 15th, I well, in, in like the second week of April, I will be launching my I will be having a um monthly membership. So I'm really excited about that. <clears throat> Nice. And that would be on Clubhouse or that will no, be No, that'll on... be offline. That'll be like a paid membership. Oh. But it's like you get me and then you get through your blocks much faster, right? Because a lot of times we'll oh, get nice. stuck. Yeah, we're we, we going to be dealing with that inner bitch. You're going to be an inner bestie. So. <laughs> right. So it's like a more personalized. It's not, it's not personalized. It's, it's group. It's membership. So it's like a community thing, right? Like we will all be helping each oh. other with our inner bitch. Yeah. Yes. That's great. Could you give women three tips on how to start to deal with their inner bitch? Like if they're, they're like three homework assignments. So then when it comes to April and they're ready to register and they need, they, they see like they need more guidance. Now it's time for them to sign up with you. But three things that they could do until April to get them kind of like in the right direction. So now they can see find you and sign up because I'm telling you as women, we need to have the self-awareness and we definitely need to, you know, deal with our inner bitch and because it can affect us a lot of ways if we don't, you know, so 
three little tips you could give somebody? Yeah. So what I do is, um, it, uh, uh, can I give four? <laughs> oh, yeah. You give as many as you want. I, I said three because I didn't want to be like, oh, gosh, I put her on the spot. Now we need three tips. <laughs> no, so, but it's an acronym and it's called STOP right um when when your inner bitch is is activated it's stop so the s stands for self-awareness right like you have to you know be aware that up oh, my inner bitch is activated t take a breath take a deep breath take a breath into your nose and out because what, what happens is you're releasing the emotions because it's it's energy the inner bitch is is attached to energy as well and um I'm not going to tell you how many breaths to take or how to breathe because when you're aware, mm-hmm. I want you to just mm-hmm. connect with your breath, right? And just be mindful to take a breath. Okay. Um, and O, O is for observation. Observe her, observe what she is saying. Do not get attached to it. And then the P mm-hmm. is plan to persevere. The plan is, to talk to her, to nurture her in a nice, kind way. Like if she's saying, um, you, you know, you're starting on a new project and she's just like, you're not going to be able to do that project. And you'll tell her and name her. That's another thing. Name her. You don't have to name her bitch. Whatever, whatever name feels comfortable to you. So you can say, oh, mm-hmm. Sally, you're here and you're telling mm-hmm. me I haven't done the project. Oh, but I don't think you're interpreting that quite right. Because I know mm-hmm. I can do the project. And if she's at it again, it's like, Sally, I know, um, and I am thankful for your opinion, but I know I can do this. I don't need your help right now. And then you persevere yeah. in whatever project that you are doing. And that's it. Wow, that's amazing. <laughs> I, I love this concept. I love it. I love the inner bitch. And I like saying bitch too. Yes. Too. Like, yes. <laughs> like any excuse to say bitch. <laughs> yes. Well, people is called chakras and cuss for a reason. I mean, what can I say? <laughs> oh my gosh, Tracy, it was so great having you on. And I can't wait to talk to you again and see you in Clubhouse. And everybody, um, check her out. Follow her on Instagram. Follow her on Clubhouse. Join her club. She's always got great things going on. So thank you so much, Tracy, for hopping on and doing this podcast with me. Oh, and thank you for having me. And yes, I look forward to seeing you in Clubhouse and around. Okay. Thank you, listeners, for listening. And yes, listen, we have to tame that inner what? (laughs) thank you so much have a good one